Welcome back to Hold Fast, where we have biblical truths for daily battles. My name is Kenny. I am the host of the podcast, and I am going to be beginning a new series of podcasts today. Um, I kind of like this idea where we're not just taking one topic each week. I'll do that sometimes, but I also like the idea of doing some series where we move through something a little bit more deeply, uh, just a little bit at a time each week. And so um, I'm, I'm going to be starting a series today where we are talking about emotions. And if I had to give a title for this series, I would call it all the feels uh, because I think this is an important topic. This is one that a lot of Christians have a lot of questions about. Uh, a lot of Christians have differing opinions about, and I think there's some really good and some really bad advice out there when it comes to the topic of emotions and how Christians should handle emotions, what we should think about our emotions. Um, and so I just, I think it's going to be important for us to talk about this. I'm going to spend this first episode kind of giving some biblical framework, um, some principles that we need as we think about the the conversation of emotions. And then over the next few weeks, we'll go through some specific emotions like fear and joy uh, and sadness. And we're going to talk about some of those and anger and how we can deal with those specific emotions biblically and in a Christ-like way. So as I said, this first episode, we're going to hand, we're going to talk about our just overall conversation of how do we think biblically about emotions. Uh, There is a biblical counselor by the name of Donna Hart who said this, emotions are the language of the soul. They are the cries that give the heart a voice. God gave them to us to energize our behavior and to be a catalyst for action. They are an an inherent part of what it means to be a person. They express our values and evaluations and influence motives and conduct. This does not mean our emotions are always rational. They often are not because they are responses to our perceptions, which may be right or wrong, real or imagined. There's a lot to unpack in that statement, and I know you don't necessarily have it written down in front of you, but I'm going to unpack a little bit of what she's saying here about our emotions. She's saying that this is a part of being human. God has made us as emotional beings in part. I mean, this is not something, emotions are not a result of the fall. I mean, there's a lot of debate among theologians about what it even means that God expresses emotion in the scriptures, right? We know that God is immutable and he cannot change. And yet um, God God expresses uh, different kind of kinds of emotions. God has righteous anger and God has love and, and he, has, he has joy. He has all these things in his nature while he's not uh, controlled by his emotions and he does not change. I mean, that's a whole deeper concept, but we've been made in the image of God. We've been made not as these static stoic beings, but we have emotions um, and and those come in ways sometimes that we don't always fully understand in ways that we can't always fully control, but it's not a bad thing to have emotions. And I think that's a side that some people can, can fall too far on. I mean, because we, we would say that we should not always trust our emotions and, and we'll talk about that because we know that we can't always control our emotions. We think that therefore emotions are bad and we should avoid having emotions. And that's just not a biblical concept. We need to understand that they can be good things, um, that God has made us to, to have them, and we need to not, not reject them, but we need to know how to think about them and use them in a biblical manner and respond to them in a biblical manner. And she says in this quote, I'll read, read part of it again. She says, this does not mean that our emotions are always rational. Just because we've been made with emotions does not mean that our emotions are always telling us the truth. There was one pastor who said that your emotions are real. They're just not always true, 
right? They're not always telling you the truth. And because sometimes we are experiencing emotions about a situation because of the way that we perceive that situation. It's not because what we perceive about the situation is true, but we are having very real emotions in response to what we see and what we think is going on around us. So we need to be aware of that. We need to know that sometimes our emotions are actually lying to us because, well, it's not necessarily our emotions lying to us, but we don't have a true grasp of what's actually happening. We're not seeing things clearly, and therefore our emotions are responding according to what we see and what we think is happening, what we perceive to be the case in any given scenario. So we have to be careful with that because our emotions are not always rational. Sometimes emotions come and we don't even know why they're there. We don't even know where this came from, right? You find yourself in a puddle of tears and you're like, what is going on? I've had times like this in my life where I'm just, I'm just in, in such a deep state of sadness and I'm not even entirely sure what's going on and why that's happening. And so we have to acknowledge, yes, God gives us emotions and they can be a very good thing, but we also need to understand that they're not always rational and they're not always telling us the truth, truth as it were. And that's what she says. They're, they're often not happening because their responses, they often are happening, excuse me, because they are responses to our perceptions and our perceptions may be right, wrong, they may be real, or they may even be imagined. And so another man by the name of John Bloom said about emotions that God designed your emotions to be gauges, not guides. They, they're designed to be gauges as to where you are, where your heart's at, what you're feeling in that moment, even what you perceive is happening in that moment. They're to be gauges of those things, but they're not to guide us. Just because you are sad or angry or experiencing great joy or whatever the emotion may be does not mean that you need to always act perfectly in accordance with that emotion that you're feeling. Don't let your emotions guide you. Don't let your, your emotion of anger guide you to just continue in your anger. Don't let your emotion of joy cause you to miss some of the grief that may be happening around you. Don't, don't let your emotions be your guides. They can be great gauges of things, but they're terrible guides. They're meant to report to you, he says, not dictate to you. The pattern of your emotions, not every caffeine-induced or sleep-deprived one, he adds, the pattern of your emotions will give you a reading on where your hope is because they are wired into what you believe and what you value and how much. So what you're, what you're feeling and what emotions you're experiencing can give you a read on where you're placing your hope. And where you're placing your value. So, and we'll talk about this with the specific emotions, but if you're experiencing fear in a certain situation and you ask yourself, where is this fear coming from? It can often take you to the root of the problem in that sometimes you're experiencing fear because you're not trusting the Lord. And maybe you're experiencing great joy over a situation, but you need to ask yourself, why am I so full of joy here? Is it because I'm enjoying God's good gift to me? Because, because I'm enjoying with thankfulness what the Lord is doing in my life? Or am I experiencing joy because I finally got what I wanted and I'm just acting out of selfishness here, right? So you, you got to be careful. You got to be careful not to let your emotions dictate to you what's true, but you got to ask yourself, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? And again, emotions can be a good thing. They're, they're God-given, they're wired in us, but we need to, because we're fallen, because we're broken by sin, our emotions sometimes are all over the place. And because we don't perceive things accurately all the time, we may be having the wrong emotion in response to a situation. So we got to ask ourselves, why am I feeling this way? And we got to ask ourselves, what's true in this situation? Whatever emotion you are experiencing, that is a great question to ask yourself. What is true in this situation? Why am I feeling this way in response to what's true in this situation? Those are great questions to ask yourself. Let me go to a biblical account 
of emotion, the emotion of anger. And we're not specifically talking about anger in this episode. We will. But think about the story of Cain and Abel for a minute. And think about what God said to Cain after he murdered his brother Abel. In Genesis chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. He says, Cain, why are you angry? Why, why are you angry? Again, that is a great question to ask yourself. Ask yourself, I mean, the psalmist, the psalmist asks so often, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me, right? The Psalms are full of David and the other authors of these Psalms expressing their emotions before the Lord, not hiding them and not, not trying to pretend that they don't exist and not stuffing them down and, and internalizing them, but, but being open about them and being honest about the things that they're feeling and taking those emotions to the Lord, but being willing to ask the question, why am I feeling this way? And I don't know the psalm directly off the top of my head right now, but there's a psalm that says, why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? And then he immediately then says, hope in God. I'm going to put my hope in God. So I'm going to find out why I'm feeling this way, why I'm in such turmoil, why I'm, why I'm experiencing all these great emotions. But what I'm going to do in the midst of that is I'm going to focus on what's true. And that's that God is worthy of me putting my hope in, even though it doesn't feel like it right now, even though I don't want to do that right now. Um, we think about emotions and worship. Sometimes when we're singing, it's great to be led to tears in our worship and led to such joy that you can't help but lift your hands or, you know, whatever the case may be, however you express yourself in worship. And sometimes we think that we didn't really worship if we didn't experience those emotions. And we got to be careful of that too, because while emotions are, can be something that is a great byproduct of worship, emotions are not meant to drive our worship. Again, they can be great gauges, but they're not to be our guide. We're not to seek uh, we're not to be emotionally driven in our worship because God's worthy of our worship no matter how you feel. The things that are true about God are still true no matter how you feel. No matter how much your emotions go up and down, the Lord never changes. And he is one that we put our hope in and our trust in no matter how we feel, no matter what we want to do in that moment. This is why follow your heart is such bad advice. Because your heart, Jeremiah says, is deceitfully wicked and your heart is going to deceive you. Your heart, I used to have a theology professor who put it very provocatively. He used to say, your heart only wants to do one thing and that's to kill you. And that might sound too extreme, but the truth is your heart is just going to continue to pursue after the desires of your flesh. If you're following your heart and not following after the ways of the spirit, if you're following your heart and letting your emotions dictate where you go in life, you're going to end up continuing to pursue sin. Because our emotions often are controlled by our flesh and often are controlled by our sinful nature. And we've got to bring those things under subjection to Christ and his will. We've got to, we've got to be honest about those emotions and not hide them and bring them before the Lord and, and bear them before the Lord. Make sure our heart is open and transparent before him. And then we've got to bring the truth to bear on those emotions so that we're not being guided by emotions, but we're instead being guided by truth. And then here's what we do. Then we ask the Lord to help us align our emotions with what's true. Help us to feel joy over the things we should feel joy over. Help us to feel anger over the things we should feel anger over. 
Help us, help us to mourn and grieve when there's a time to do that. Ecclesiastes is clear about there's a time to do these things. There's a season for these things. And it's fitting to have these emotions. And it's fitting to, to, to allow these emotions to, to well up, right? And, and we got to be sure that we're not suppressing them. But we need to make sure that we're seeking to align them with the truth. Emotions are great gauges, but they are terrible guides. And so I think maybe as I can bring this to some more points of application for us, we've got to be willing, as I said earlier, we've got to be willing to ask ourselves, why am I feeling this emotion? What, what is it that I want from this situation? What is it that, that I want to happen right now? And when you begin really answering that question honestly, you begin to get to the heart of why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And you also need to ask yourself, what is true in this situation? And sometimes you're going to need somebody else to come in and help you see that because there are oftentimes that our emotions have clouded our judgment so badly that we need somebody else, a trusted brother or sister in Christ who can come alongside of us and help us see the situation clearly. I mean, we know this, like we, we shouldn't have arguments with our spouse when we're in the, the heat of emotion necessarily, right? We should wait until we can, we can think clearly, we can sift through the emotion that we're feeling. And it's not that we're not feeling it anymore, but we're at least able to think clearly enough to have a loving and kind and gentle conversation. Don't make major life decisions based on emotion, right? We need to, once again, the emotions are not a bad thing. I'm not saying that you've sinned because you had an emotional reaction to something in a way that you shouldn't have. I'm saying that you need to ask yourself, why did I have that reaction? What is the sin behind this? Or what is the, the, the righteous motivation behind this? Because your, your emotions, by the way, are not always motivated by sin. Don't hear me saying that. Sometimes they're, they are absolutely motivated by righteousness and holiness and a zeal for the Lord. And they should be motivated by those things. That's what we strive for. But we need to ask ourselves the question still, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? What's true in this situation? And how can I, how can I align my emotions with what's true? You're, you're not, people used to try to say that we're not in control of our emotions. And there, there's a sense in which I understand that. I mean, sometimes your initial emotional reaction, you're not in control over. And there are certain things that make us angry and other people don't get angry at those things, right? And so there's certain things where like, I don't fully have control over this all the time, but I do believe that our emotions are a part of our lives that we are to bring under submission to the Lordship of Christ. And that means working at it. That means constantly reminding ourselves of what's true, even when we feel a certain way. Just because you feel a certain way does not mean that what you feel is true, right? I said earlier, your emotions are real. They're real emotions and you're not supposed to ignore them and you're not supposed to pretend that they're not there, but you, you have to recognize that they're not always true. They're not always telling you the truth because you don't always see things as true. And you need to be honest about that why am I feeling this way? And what is true here? And how can I bring my emotions in subjection to the truth? So I hope that is a helpful framework for our conversations that we're going to be having throughout the rest of this series. If you've got a particular emotion that you'd like me to talk about, I would love to add that to the list. Um, currently on my list right now, I have anger, I have fear, 
let me see here. I have sadness and I have joy. Um, and I know there are other emotions, but those were the first four that came to mind. And maybe you go, Kenny, here's an emotion I'd like you to talk about. Will you please talk about this? Um, some, some emotions are kind of different words for a similar feeling or a similar thing that's going on. So um, I may be talking about what you're thinking of in one of these topics already, but love to hear from you. Love to hear your questions. Maybe, maybe you just have a question about what I talked about in this episode or a question about this topic in general that you'd like me to address. Send that to me at Kenny Roberts at missionwaychurch.org. I'd love to take those questions, take your ideas and bring them to the podcast. Thanks as always for listening to this episode of Hold Fast. I pray that it was a blessing as always, and I will be back next week, Lord willing, with another episode. God bless.